I have to admit, when I was preparing this homily these last few days, I was really upset. I had this deep feeling of um, just anger. And it kept reminding me of what I used to feel in math class. Like I was set up against a problem that I could get so far in, but I couldn't get to the proper solution. And now I'm about to throw it in your lap before it has even come to that. So this is going to be a little more difficult for me because usually I want to show a problem, then show a strict solution. And I think what I want to talk about today, we're just in the beginning of it. And we don't know exactly where this is going to go, how far it's going to get. And so I just want to talk about the symptoms. Uh, But before I do that, I want to make a couple things clear about not just this homily, but every homily I give. Uh, Number one, there's nothing I ever say just to be provocative, right? I don't try to just shock you. But my goal is to be as honest as I can with myself, with what the scriptures tell us, with what God's commands are, and how that actually applies to our life here and now. And I think that by its very nature is going to be provocative. The truth always challenges us. It's something that you have to have a lot of courage to walk into. And number two, I'm an external processor. And so that means I'm not going to come. I wish I was like the 007 type. You know, you ask a question, he takes a smoke of his cigar and tells you all the whole answer right there. That's not me. I need to actually speak my way through the answer. The problem with being a priest is you're speaking out loud to hundreds of people every single week. So that means you have to see the whole journey to the truth. And that's not always going to be perfect. And that brings me to the third point is that what's most important to me is that this is a place of dialogue. That you always feel comfortable to talk to me or even challenge me about what I say. Because that's what the culture is losing right now. And whenever anyone is afraid to be challenged in what they say, it's because they don't have a logical argument behind it. And that's when you get draconian measures when people are just trying to shut the other side up. The truth comes from continually speaking about it. That's why the scriptures say one of my favorite lines is, as iron sharpens iron, so one brother sharpens another. And the way that we sharpen ourselves is through speaking out our thoughts and finding out where am I wrong and how can I become sharper in that. So now to the problem. I felt like a lot of this has come together in the last weeks because I was introduced to an article and had some experiences um, to follow up on it that just was staring me in the face. For the first time in history, We've ever seen before, 50% of women by the age of 30 are unmarried and childless. This has never happened before in our times. So the average age for those who do get married and have children is 31. Just 70 years ago, it was age 21 and even earlier before that. Right now, I had an encounter um, some days ago when I walked into the chapel, I found a woman here who was crying, that's not so uncommon, but she was, she was upset and we had a conversation. I was really struck by it because she was young, mid-twenties, very beautiful, intelligent, independent, financially stable, and still single. Her question was, I've done everything right in my life. I have everything I thought I wanted, but I'm not married and I'm not a mother. And now I'm in my mid-twenties and I don't know what to do about that. 
And that same day, I got a text from somebody. I want to keep it anonymous because Sandra told me she didn't want to know it was from her. And so, (laughs) but I got a text from a a certain woman who had the same problem, exact same, same scenario, but she's a little older. She's in her 30s now. And she said to me, this just keeps coming to me that with a lot of these guys, I just feel like I'm the stronger one. And I hate that. So I'm waiting for someone who's stronger than me. And I basically said to her, yeah, it's really important that you find a man that you can receive from. And she said, exactly. I can't wait to receive. I'm exhausted. But what woman would want us to be weak in the hands of someone who she sees weaker than herself? And I think that's, that's the crux of a lot of the problem that we're coming to. And what really bothered me is I didn't have a perfect solution for her at that time, except settled. If I've learned anything, there's nothing, no word that women hate more than just settle. And so I think we actually have to look at what is the problem and how did we get here in our society? And that's why I thought it was so providential that the readings today go back to the Garden of Eden, to the original fall. You know, I had a a good friend of mine said to me years ago when I was first ordained a priest, he said, everything that we want to know about reality can be found in the Garden of Eden in the fall. I didn't understand that when he first said that. But the more I've experienced my own life and so many who've come to me, I believe that's true. Everything that we want to know about reality can be found in the Garden of Eden. And it just keeps replaying itself over and over again. It's the original image of the fallen man and fallen woman. The weak, cowardly Adam and control-crazy, independent Eve. I'm glad you thought that was kind of funny, but it's a little too close to home. You know, Adam was created to work. He was created to take care of the garden, right? To till and to protect the wife. And his wife was created as a helpmate and to most fundamentally prepare to fulfill the commandment of God to help create a family and continue the life that God wanted uh, to populate the, the earth. But how did we fall? We, fought, we fell because we believed a lie. Right? So Adam believed a lie that he wasn't capable in some way that him going confronting this snake, this serpent who was tempting his wife, Maybe he thought that he wasn't good enough. And so he stepped back. Or maybe he believed the lie that God wouldn't protect him when he did do that. And, and because of that, he stepped down. Eve also believed the lie of the serpent. That God wouldn't protect her. God knows well that when you eat from the apple, you'll become gods like you'll become your own gods knowing right from wrong for yourselves. So in that was a distrust that God wanted what was best for her. And what did she do in that scenario? She stood up and she took control. And that is the fundamental dynamics of a fallen relationship that plays itself over and over again. The weak, passive man and the overbearing, controlling woman. And how is this reflected in our times? Well, temptation looks different for everybody, men and women. I think that to temptations for women, it's much more of an internal battle. For men, it's much more external. 
Women have an internal war. Men have an external war. So for, for one, control and sedation. This is one dynamic I, I, I think we, we can see in this relationship. That women are more, more tempted to take control. And in a society right now, especially with the second wave of feminism, the whole narrative has been the more control that a woman has in her life over her fertility, over her finances, over her independence, the happier she will become. And that's why it's really difficult, I think, for for women in our times, because your war is an internal war. The, The forbidden fruit is all around you. The premarital sex is, a, is becoming a norm. The drinking and the partying in college is the norm. Waiting to get married until you're 30 is the new norm. And so a woman has to decide for herself not to follow the ideology that is being offered to her. The ideology of control, that the more control you have, the happier you'll become. And the problem I'm facing right now as a father is I'm seeing women that I love, women close to me, who have followed that narrative, are getting to the end of the road, and the garden of their life is slowly becoming a desert. That's what happens. When we listen to the lies of the evil one, the garden is transformed into a desert. And men, our battle in the world is external. And we have to be aware of the places of where are we being tempted to sedation. In the same way that women are being tempted continually with control, men are being continually tempted with sedation. Whether it be drugs or alcohol, pornography, video games, cell phones, you name it. But men have to really fight against these temptations to become worthy of the woman. Right? The scriptures tell women, you must submit to your husband. And people look at that and say how terrible that sounds. But nothing in scripture is true because scripture says it. It's true because scripture only speaks what is true about reality. And the reality is no woman wants to be with a man who she doesn't look up to, who she doesn't respect and want to follow. That's why it's a really bad question when men ask, you know, how can I find the right woman? The, the real question you have to ask yourself, how do I build myself into the kind of man that women would want to be with? We are the first one we have to take care of. And if there's a problem with not finding women, we need to first look at ourselves. The battle is external for men. And it's getting out of the sedation. That's why I'm so proud of so many of the men at our center who are doing a lot of great sacrifices to get away from all the sedations of the world. But it feels like a desert, right? When you enter into that, you're leaving your little utopian paradise and you're going into the desert of temptation. The second point, compassion versus commandments. Now, one thing that women were called to reflect more than anyone else is the compassion and mercy of God. What I've noticed in my own life is that holy women reflect the love of God more than any other creature on this earth can do. 
And men who have not experienced that or do not have that in their life suffer greatly. So compassion is a great gift from the woman. But it's also the place of temptation. Because the woman can be more tempted. The woman can be more tempted to follow her emotions rather than the commandments of God. So I just had a guy come to me and he said, it's it's really difficult because my sister left the Catholic faith and now she's shopping around looking for a new Protestant church. And and he asked her, what kind of church are you looking for? She said, well, I want to find one that is in line with my political beliefs, basically. Like I have my beliefs about woke culture and all of that. And I want to find a Christianity that is in line with that. So a woman's compassion, when it's disoriented to go against the commandments of God, that's when it becomes a problem. Eve fell to the temptation of the apple through the internal concupiscence, the feelings. And that's where the men, and then one rule that we can always remember is, if ever I feel like I am more compassionate than Jesus Christ, that's a problem. If my idea of love is deeper than Jesus Christ's word of what love means, that's a problem. And that's what the world's going towards. Second thing is the commandments of God. So just as women have to fight with the compassion aspect, men have to fight with the commandment aspect. And I don't know if it's just me in my own life, but ever since I was ordained a priest, I've always had a fear of being a tyrant. Some of my office members are like, yeah, I can see where you get that from. I've always been, there's like this innate fear of speaking the truth to people. Because I'm always afraid of, if I say something that's true, but they're not ready to hear it, or I say it in the wrong way, what if I push them away from the church? And that really scares me. And at times it's made me as a man not want to say the truth, not want to teach the commandments of God, especially when it's not popular in our times, because I'm afraid of the consequences. And I think this is a common fear, and I think that maybe Adam himself had that fear of leading his wife Eve, but because he didn't teach her the commandments, which was his primary job, she fell to the temptation of the serpent. When men do not stand up for the commandments of God to lead their family, that's when the snake comes in and destroys everything. So men have to be aware of what are the lies I'm listening to that's keeping me from being faithful to God and leading my family accordingly. So women have to be aware of disordered compassion. Men have to be aware of Am I being faithful to the commandments of God? And am I leading my family according to that? And the la- just the last point is self-worship versus woman worship. This was something I didn't know before. I was really fascinated by it. But Father John Hardin once said, woman was seduced by the snake. Man was seduced by the woman. So women are more tempted to follow their own inclination, their own mind, 
And there's a biological purpose for this is like women have to love themselves and their children more than anyone else to protect them. So you have to be a little more solipsistic. But women are more tempted to follow their own thought process above God's. Men are more tempted because Adam, when he took the apple from Eve, what he was doing was worshiping Eve. He said, you will be the one to tell me what I should do and how I should do it and when I should do it. And that, that temptation now is widespread in all men. The temptation to worship the woman and her word over God's. What's the answer? I don't know. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> Like, well, at least it's over. It's a long homily. I know. So I don't know what the answer is. That's the difficult thing because we're in the middle of the problem right now. We have to recognize the truths of the fallen nature in the Garden of Eden. And we have to all look at our own life and see how is that being reflected in how I myself am living as a man and as a woman. But I, I don't know the answer, but I know the direction that we need to go in our culture as Catholics. We as men need to begin to look at Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the man who walked into the desert to do combat with the devil, to reclaim that land for us. There's many deserts in our lives as, as men. And we need to be willing and courageous to drop the sedations from our life to walk into that, trusting that our Heavenly Father will protect us and guide us and that you are strong enough to overcome any temptation in your life by His grace. And women, we need to reclaim our love and devotion and imitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. There's no other woman in this world worthy of your imitation and admiration as much as the Blessed Virgin Mary. I don't know what the answer is, but I know for sure that's where we need to start. And little by little, we will in our own lives reclaim the true image of the masculine and feminine in the image of God our Father.